Football Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to another interview episode of the Italian Football Podcast. I'm Carlo Garganesi, joined as always by Nima Tavali. And with the World Cup now over, we can begin focusing again on club football with Serie A back in, in less than a fortnight's time. And not only the, the football on the pitch, but, but the transfer market, of course, as the, the trans- January transfer window opens next week. Uh, on today's show, we're, we're going to, to take a little look at the transfer market and explore some of the business that, that could be done in January. Uh, and to help us do that, we're, we're delighted to welcome onto the show a, a good friend and colleague of mine, Jack Talbot. Uh, Jack is a, is a football correspondent, um, just about to start as the football correspondent of Football Transfers. Uh, and one of the best transfer journalists around um, this past summer, he, he broke a number of, of big transfer exclusives, including Darwin Nunez's move to Liverpool, Jed Spence's move to Tottenham and Rina Lodi's shock transfer to Nottingham Forest from Atletico Madrid. So he's got a good pedigree. Jack, thanks thanks so much for, for coming on to the show. How, how are you doing? Thank you very much for having me. Um, very well now you've talked me up so well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you deserve it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. Um, it's Nima, Hi, yeah. and, thank, and thank you again for coming on. Um, before we ask you some transfer questions, I mean, first of all, congratulations on your new job at Football Transfers, where you're going to be the football correspondent, as Carlos said. Can you just tell everyone what you will be doing and where everyone can find you? Yes, absolutely. So I'll be the correspondent there. I freelance for Football Transfers for about a year or so. And now I've been offered a full-time job there as a result. Um, it's a growing site. It has big ambition. So it's great to sort of be the first correspondent there and, and relatively be the face of it. Um, I'm quite new in the industry, really, in terms of transfers. As I say, it's only sort of been a year. But I feel that if I progress to the site, big things can happen with it. That's the idea anyway. But I'm delighted to be a part of it. I'm ecstatic, to be honest. Um, and I just hope uh, I do a good job. I'm sure you will. Um, before we look at Serie A players, let's cover some players and clubs uh, that are mainly your specialist areas. And let's start with Enzo Fernandez's future. I mean, he was one of the stars of the World Cup. He's a young player. You know, he was, he was, he was named the young player of the tournament. And now he's wanted by many major clubs in Europe. Um, how do you, what do you, what do you see in his future? Yeah, he was linked to uh, Wolves even last summer, but they didn't pay his £18 million release clause at the time, which was a bit of a silly one in hindsight. But yeah, now I think the World Cup's brilliant, isn't it? It's sort of propelling these names into stardom. Um, but yes, I feel with him, he, you know, Portugal, and as big as sort of Benfica are, they're a bit of a selling club. Um, I know Liverpool's name has been thrown uh, to the wall, but that sort of comes, I think that was from Argentina. Um, but it seems that it's probably going to be Real Madrid who will get him. I think Benfica are asking for his release clause to be met of 120 million euros. But, I mean, I'm a Newcastle fan, and I have to say I would really, really like him at Newcastle, but I think that may take a couple of years before we even consider spending that amount of money. But I am praying on it. Mm, okay, I, I get that. Uh, I think Real Madrid seems like uh, like the kind of club. Bruno would G want. would be an amazing him. Bruno G and Enzo Fernandez. That would be a that would yeah. be some central the dynamic. Ju- yeah, for sure, that'd be amazing. <laughs> um, Gonzalo Ramos uh, was another breakout star, um, if only for that hat trick, of course, against Switzerland, replacing Cristiano Ronaldo. And he also he's also doing great at Benfica, just like um, like Enzo's doing. Um, so, uh, w- what does the future hold for him? Have you heard anything? 
Um, yeah, he again. Wolves were linked with him again over the summer. That was the idea. <laughs> then um, Newcastle were linked for a bit, and I think a reporter said in Sky Sports they're going to make a bid, but that didn't turn out to be true. And then he sort of went under the radar a little bit. And then obviously the World Cup of the hat trick and that, you know, what a way to um, announce yourself. And uh, so yeah, now I think you know there's been murmurs of Man United, um, but I did go to uh, the guy I haven't. Portugal today and I asked him you know who's interested in this player how much and he just said well it looks like he's gonna go in January but he's kind of shot down a little bit that May United will be the ones to get him so I don't know how much there is in that or maybe that's just coming from Portugal and May United are in are interested obviously when you go to different places for sources it's all about sort of weighing it up really and mm. speaking to a number of people before you can sort of get a rounded uh, story but I'd imagine it'd be January I'm not sure where exactly? I think even Southampton were linked to him a bit last season um, during the summer as well. So it'd be interesting to see. I mean, Newcastle got their striker now. Main eyes do need a striker, and it does make a lot of sense. They've got that Portuguese co- uh, contingent there. So um, he's not a Mendes uh, client, So, but sometimes Mendes will take over and get the mandate and bring them across. But it'll be a Premier League move uh, from what I hear, and it'll be in January. I mean, Arsenal um, need a striker with Gabriel Jesus injured. Um, can you? Do you think he can? Do you think he would be an option for them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I don't think Arsenal suspected they would be where they are at this point, and it's a mm. good dilemma. And then, you know, it's so unfortunate having Jesus getting injured out for the rest of the season. I think so. They're going to have to look to the market. Um, it might pose as a little bit of a risk. Um, I think last season he did okay. He wasn't amazing. He wasn't a world beater, Ramos. But um, this season he's done tremendously well in the World Cup as well. So I'm sure he's on their radar, but um, I'm not entirely sure on him. Hmm. Uh, Renan Lodi, I mean, as we mentioned at the top, uh, you broke the story, his loan move to Forest from from Atletico Madrid. Um what does 2023 hold for him? And, and you know, he's someone who was heavily linked with Juventus and, and the Serie A before he joined uh, Nottingham Forest. Yeah, his ambition is to stay in the Premier League. He was delighted with the move. I think he's a bit cut up about missing out on um, the, the Biz, uh, Brazil side. I think for him, it's probably going to come down to whether Forest survive or not. And if they do survive, then they'll activate uh, the clause, I think. It was an obligation, uh, loan to obligation. Um, if they go down, then I suspect he'll want to stay in England. He does have an Italian passport and he has his agent does have links to Juve as well. Funnily enough, with uh, he's the client, um, Alexandro is his client. So it'd be two left backs at Juve under the same agent, which might be a bit counterintuitive. Mm. But yes, I think he'll be in England. Mm. So um, another Atletico Madrid owned player, Joao Felix, he's, there's lots of rumours around him. Um, he wants to leave Atletico, uh, and and will you know will he leave in January? And and what what, are cl- what clubs are interested in him? What, what's the, st- the status there? Yeah, I think with him, he, he's he had a very sort of public falling out with the manager there, and he wants to move on. Um, he's another Mendes player. Um, I think for me, I think he's probably going to be somewhere like Chelsea or something like that. PSG are in there, Man United as well, and I know Newcastle, Eddie House sort or. Of, has him on his radar a little bit, but that that might take some doing. Although you think Mendes was probably trying to strike up a bit of a relationship with Newcastle, considering their trajectory at the moment. So if you're one of them, if I had to sort of put money, I'd probably say Chelsea, uh, especially with Brozier going out injured and stuff. Um, the fact that they can do a, a loan deal and pay uh, a future fee in the summer. Um, 
but yeah, you know, young talent. I know he's he's been a little bit stagnant perhaps this season, but still very young and on his day, world class. Um, <clears throat> speaking of your Newcastle, they are the richest club, <clears throat> excuse me, in the world in terms of you know who their owners are. And you do have quite a bit of connections there. I mean, can we expect them to spend big in January and, and 2023 as a whole? They are Newcastle have a habit of briefing reporters one thing and doing another, and they <laughs> always do it. They're very shrewd because of the label of being the richest club in the world. I think they've just they, they try and rein that in a little bit because otherwise people raise the price and stuff. So they're trying to at the moment, I think, come across as not a club that's going to overspend. That's not going to be. Um, bullied into overpaying for some because they have the money there. Um, so I feel that with them, they have, I mean, they've said, you know, they want to spend in the summer. It's kind of similar to Arsenal, really, because I would have thought they would have come maybe eighth or seventh in the season, but they're third in the Premier League. The Champions League is a viable thing now, like hugely viable. So surely they'd want to spend. Um, they did, they were after a right winger. But Miguel Almiron has sort of turned into a Garincia uh, this season for some reason. And now I think that maybe they'll just look for a number 10 or something. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, one one final uh, player, I mean, I was going to say Premier League player, but he's, he's not playing in the Premier League, is probably England's best player at the World Cup, Jude Bellingham, who is maybe the hottest transfer property uh, at the moment. Um, you, I yeah. see that you, you put out a, a, a tweet um, earlier today about about Jude, about Jude Bellingham um, and the the, the rumours of Real Madrid of Bellingham choosing Real Madrid are, are, are really more you know still quite speculative. I mean, where do you see do you see Bellingham leaving in twenty twenty three? And and if so, where do where do you think? I mean, who are the favourites right now? Is it still Liverpool? Yeah, so I, I think that, you know, there's an understanding that he's going to leave then. Typically, Dortmund just do that sort of one big marquee sell-off um, a year. They did it with Haaland uh, last year, the year before that with Sancho. So, um, yeah, I'd imagine in 2023 he's going to go and he's going to have so so much choice. Uh, Real Madrid are amongst it and uh, obviously Liverpool. Man City are there. They do want a player. I think uh, uh, Gundogan's contract's running down. I think Kevin De Bruyne is getting a little bit older now. So they do need that sort of number eight to come in. Um, if I had to put money, I think Liverpool, I think there's definitely contact there. And I feel that um, his family look after him, as in like represent him. And there's a good relationship there between Liverpool and Bellingham. So I would presume it would be Liverpool. But it's just perhaps maybe down to... Will they get Champions League this season? They probably will. Um, can I offer him a, a big enough pay packet to rival that of any other club like a Chelsea or Man City or Real Madrid? It doesn't see, strike me as the type of person who'd care that much about that, but it is always a factor as well. I'd like to see him go to Liverpool, <laughs> being quite like a, into my Premier League and stuff, but... Um, mm. You know, um, Real Madrid are always there. But yeah, again, you kind of think, well, the Enzo, Enzo Fernandez is like, if he's likely to go to Real Madrid, they're probably not going to, and they want Mbappe, it looks like again. Mm. Uh, are they going to be wanting to spend that much on Bellingham? Yeah, Juventus had the chance to get Bellingham um, a couple, two or three years back and they when he was at Birmingham and they missed out on him. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's a shame there. That's a shame for Juve. Um, <laughs> mo- moving on though to, to Serie A more specifically and Juventus, um, Dusan Vlaovic, he's somebody that was wanted by Arsenal in, in January 2022, uh, transfer window, um, and he, he ended up joining Juventus in, instead. 
Um, things haven't gone particularly well for him or the club, especially the club, since yeah. then. Uh, and Juventus are in a bit of a, an institutional crisis right now. Um, and Vlaovic is now being linked with a with a move to, to Arsenal again and also Man United. I mean, is there, do you think there's anything in this? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, that his uh, goal record at Florentino was just absolutely astounding. I think it was... Uh, Proved him to be one of the best goal scorers in the world at the time. And okay, yeah, Juventus, being at Juventus, it hasn't gone too well. Um, we know Man United are after a striker. We know Arsenal are as well. And especially if Arsenal have had prior interest as well. I'm not entirely sure what the situation is around Juventus in terms of like selling players, whether they other clubs will know they would have to sort of um, sell at a lower price. I'm not sure. So yeah, certainly that, that, could, that could be feasible, yes. Hmm. Okay. And... Uh... Adrian Rabiot is another another Juventus player. His contract expires at the end of the season, and he was very close to, to joining Man United uh, in the past summer. It was it was very advanced, and then he started demanding too much money. And Veronique Rabiot <laughs> started demanding a, yeah. a lot of money as well. Um, Man United are still said to be interested, but they aren't the only Premier League club. Uh, a lot of Premier League clubs are now being heavily linked. Chelsea um, as well. Can you see Rabiot coming to the Premier League on a on a free transfer at the end of the season, or potentially even in January? I think with him, yeah, if he was to come, it would be you know if he's he's a competent player. I think he gets a bit too much stick. I think he looked quite okay in the World Cup. I wouldn't say he looked brilliant, but he did a good job, I think. Um, and yeah, certainly if, you know a free transfer, someone of his caliber to come in. I don't know what sort of he's like his sort of personality and that, I mean, that that's going to be weighed up a lot as well. But, you know, if he was to go to a big club like that, like May United or Arsenal, I can't imagine him being a first team starter. I think he's been linked to Arsenal. I remember him being linked to Arsenal, maybe even like, oh, I don't know, eight years ago and stuff. He's always been there. It's like one of them players that always gets linked to the certain club. But um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know what's happening with Juventus entirely, but um, I feel that perhaps he could go there and do a job at Man United, you know, be playing every so often. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I personally, I personally think he's gonna, he's gonna move to the Premier League in in twenty twenty three. I, I don't, I don't think it will happen in January because Juventus have to get in that top four, and he's, he's probably been Juve's best midfielder this season. Uh, Is he really? Yes. Yeah, so, which says a lot, to be honest. But he has actually, to be fair to me, he has yeah. actually, he has actually had a good season. Uh, he has a good season. He's, 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 he's been scoring goals. He's been adding goals to his game, uh, and you know. So I think Juve will keep hold of him. And if they can't sign him up, they'll just let, he'll just go on a free. Um, I do I'm with you, Jack. Be- by the way, I think he gets a lot of unfair stick. I think uh, I think he's a very decent player. I think he's a good player to have in a rotation. If he's your starting player, maybe, and you claim you want to win trophies, then maybe he's not that guy. But I do. I, I agree with you. I think the 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 stick he gets is a little bit unfair. I is that, think, do you think that's something to do with you know the relationship with his mum and stuff? And well, she is the way she presence. is. Yeah, I mean, she is the way she is, and and you know the way that she talks and treats people journalists and the way that she you know and the way that she um you know the, the matching outfits that she yeah well i mean the way that she i mean the the buying of matching outfits for herself and her son and i mean all that stuff Christ. it's it's um it's it's it becomes a little bit of a like a parody 
Um, she, right. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys remember that film, Throw Mama Off the Train with Danny DeVito in, in the eighties, nineties. Like she comes yeah. across. I've like, never heard of that. It sounds amazing, yeah. though. Yeah, it's it's uh, Danny Danny DeVito has got it's like got this abusive relationship with his mom, who's a complete battle axe, and he hires he asks Billy Crystal to 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 throw his mother off the train and kill her, um, and he'll he'll and he because he's he's killed Billy Crystal's ex wife. Uh, and and he expects you know it's it's kind of like a comic remake of the Hitler uh, sorry of the Hitchcock um, uh, classic yeah, Hitler. <laughs> Hitler. Hitchcock. Where is this conversation going? No, 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 Hitchcock. The Hitchcock. That's like an amazing plot. I can't say I've ever heard of it, but I think it's going to certainly watch very, it. Very, very, it's 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 one of those like Christmas comedies that you see. It is a bit uh, of a cult classic. It's kind of yeah. bad, really bad in some places, but but you can't yeah. take your eyes off it. Bad, <laughs> you know. Yeah, really, you've heard of it, then, Carl. You've seen it, Carl. Like. Yeah, I've seen it, yeah, I've seen it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's, it's, it's funny. You would like it. Definitely. No, it goes on TV during Christmas. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. Uh, it, it goes on TV during Christmas time. It's 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 a fun yeah. movie. But she she I've always felt that she were she immediately the first time I like set eyes on her and, and saw her as she talks, I was like, yeah, that she he reminds me exactly of the mum and throw mum mum off the train. Like, <laughs> love it. <laughs> well, moving on from throwing Mama Rabio off the train, another you've entered midfielder Weston McKenney um, he's been heavily linked to Tottenham um, we know the Spurs transfer chief Fabio Paratici used to work at Juve uh, brought brought McKenney to Juve uh, actually in 2020 um, is this a deal that you can see being done in in January or in 2023 yeah I, I think with um, with Spurs it just seems that I'll be a bit of a crisis going on behind closed doors with um, what Conte wants and what Levy wants. I, I don't, there seems to be that Levy uh, is not willing to, to splash the cash really um, in January <laughs> at all. Uh, and Conte very much is passionate that uh, they should be. So um, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. Whoa, dear, those two. I mean, it, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know if he's is his value. Would he be sort of like thirty million euros or something for McKenny? Would that be reasonable? I now? hope so. <laughs> at least, at least. Carlo would go. I think Carlo would run naked down the streets of Bedford if that were like if if Juve got yeah. paid around thirty million for Weston McKenny. I think mm. Carlo would like. I don't know. I think Carlo would like dissolve into the universe. Mm. I'd throw in a million myself to get that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was quite a good. Supposed to be quite a good player. I've obviously he's, misjudged uh, entirely. Well, yeah, he's he's. he's I mean, look, I, I guess, you know, I have, I guess I have quite high standards for you there. He's not my kind of player. He's, to be honest, I think in the Premier League, he'd probably do okay. He, he's, because he's quite athletic. He gets up and down. He, he scores goals, you know. Um, Conte would love him. I mean, I can yeah. understand why Conte wants him. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, Conte gets the best out of every. Conte gets the best out of yeah. everyone. I think, sure. I think, I think it's a deal possible, probably because I think Juventus have got too many midfielders uh, and, and uh, they need to get, they need to get rid of one at least, I think, and maybe even in January. So I, I do think that's a deal that possibly could be done if, as you say, Jack um, Levy is willing to to spend you know, a little bit, spend a bit yeah. of money, yeah, basically. Yeah. Sure, uh, it could even be a loan, I guess, with a with a with a obligation or, or something in the in the in the summer. Possibly, yeah. he doesn't want to spend straight away. Um, Right. Uh, okay, we're going to move on to Inter now. So, Nima, Nima, you can take over on Inter. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Stefan de Frey, um, because his contract expires at the end of the season. It doesn't look like he will sign a new deal. It seems like those contract talks haven't really uh, unblocked yet, as we're hearing reports from Italy on that. And he's been heavily linked to Premier League for some time. 
and I, I want to, you know, we know that Spurs have been were heavily were have been linked with him as well. Can you see him moving to the Premier League, and and do you think Spurs are the most likely uh, destination if he does? Yes, I'd imagine so. They had a bit of rotten luck, I think. Spurs of trying to get um, players over from the Serie A last season. I know they're after. Uh... Bastoni, I've probably remuddled how the pronunciation of that name, uh, Bastoni, but that didn't come to fruition. Um, but again, I think it just boils down to what's going to happen behind closed doors with um, the budget and stuff, um, which, and also you know with the manager as well, because it looks quite tentative at whether Conte's going to stay on or not. I know there's been sort of rumblings of even Pochettino coming in, so I don't know if Spurs be willing to sort of uh, pay an amount and then you know bring players in when uh, another manager could take over. But it's possible. Hmm. And I mean, his centre back partner Milan Skriniar is, is on an expiring contract. Um, we we don't know what happens there because Inter have offered him a contract extension. It's been confirmed by everybody. I mean, Piero Silio, the Inter sporting director, Inter CEO Beppe Marotta, all have said they have offered him an important contract. This is what they can do. Um, but if he doesn't sign, and and he's and he's taking his time, we don't know you know, what's going to happen there. He hasn't given his response yet. Um, are, are PSG still to be considered favourites to sign him? Or do you know of any other teams that would be interested in signing him? I haven't heard of any other teams, but yeah, so I mean, PSG have been linked to this man for probably about four years, I think. I mean, the whole <laughs> summer I've seen him going there, not going there, going there again. Um PSG, if they're that intent on on getting a player, I mean, imagine eventually that they would get him if you know if the contract's coming to an end and stuff, and he's um he's being a bit funny about it. So yeah, I, I think with the the pulling power PSG have and their sort of financial muscle, it, it probably seemed likely that he would sort of go there and uh, yeah, start a new venture in Ligue 1. Mm. Um, another player, Inter player, or not really an Inter player, it's a Chelsea player, Romelu Lukaku, he's on loan at Inter this season. He's had a really torrid time at Inter and this season generally. Or he's had a torrid time in his career since he left Inter to go to Chelsea. Um, do you expect him to stay on at Inter uh, over like past this season? Or do you think he'll return to Chelsea? And, and will Chelsea even have him back, given that you know Thomas Tuchel is no longer there, Graham Potter is there? What are your thoughts there? I think fundamentally it's the relationship he has with Chelsea fans now. I think it would just be such an unnecessary risk to take. The The interview he did with Sky Italia, I think it was probably lost in translation a little bit and also probably came out at the wrong time. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, and fans online can be a little bit sensitive to this kind of thing. And I you know, and he was, I think he was, still is their record transfer I think it was just under 100 million pounds and it just went terribly wrong his goal record wasn't as bad as you'd have believe I think it was something like 12 and 30 or something throughout the season but you know sometimes that can be deceiving because a player can get sort of like two goals three goals against like uh Leighton Orient or something and then be rubbish for the rest <laughs> of the season so no I, I cannot foresee a way where Lukaku and he seems to adore Inter Milan he absolutely adores it there and it's been the it's supposed to have been a hard season for him, but for me, I think if if it doesn't work out into Milan, it'd probably maybe be like a move to the MLS or Saudi Arabia, which is a crying mm-hmm. shame because he's still relatively young. I'm not sure if he's even 30 yet, or maybe he is just 30. Um, but I can't see another Premier League club coming in. I know he's changed agents now. I don't know what knock-on effect that's going to have at all, but um, you know he'd probably ask for a certain amount of money as well. Um 
don't know what he's getting on at Chelsea. Is it like 300 grand? It must be at least 300 Some grand. Big wages, know. yeah. Big Massive. wages, you know. He's going to have to reduce that. For game time, he's going to have to reduce that, like, substantially. So yeah. any over, only clubs who could pay that, offer him game time, and would want him would be, you know, Saudi Arabia clubs or possibly into Miami or something like that. It, one thing that I've seen, I don't know if either of you know about this, um, but I, I was reading and I'd, for, I'd totally forgotten about this, that there, there are new FIFA rules that have come in place whereby if you take a player out on loan um, for a season, then you can't extend the loan. You can't, you can't loan, have a player on loan for multiple seasons. That FIFA well, you can, you can loan... You can't so how, loan over two seasons is what I think it is, but you can loan two two years, but one year at a time, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. So that so if we you mean, wanted the, to... The initial contract... Yeah. Yeah, the initial contract, if it is one year, you, you're saying it can't be, are we going to add another year on? Is it permitted legally for, for Inter just to, to say at the end of the season, right, we're yeah. going to loan you again for another season? Yeah, they can. They can. They absolutely can. It's just that you can't. B- before you could have loans that went past wh- that would that, that were on the, in the contract. The loan contract was over twenty four months or something like that. I think mean, that's what's been stopped here. You can loan as many times as you want, but mm. twelve months at a time. Right. Okay. That's fair enough. See, that's what I wasn't sure about. I wasn't yeah. sure whether that was. No, that you can't because Inter, Inter are interested. I mean, there's there's been talk of that as well. But the problem has been that he's been so bad this season at Inter. And he's been so injured that Inter are thinking, well, given his wages, um, is it worth it? And that's why they're looking at Marcus Turam, who is a player they were linked with before, and he was going to sign, but then he injured himself that weekend, and they went mm. after Joaquin Correa, and, well, mm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that went that went smashing, smashingly, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's look at uh, another big star in Serie A, Rafael Liao at Milan. Um, his contract expires in 2024. Milan had hoped to sign him to a new contract before the World Cup. That hasn't happened. Uh, and there are now understandably fears that, you know, maybe it's going to be another Donnarumma situation or another Chalanoglu situation or Kessier situation where the player isn't really intending to sign a new deal. Um, and and that as a result of that, Milan will, will, will sell him in 2023. Um, lots of Premier League clubs, uh, plus PSG, Madrid... Uh, have all been linked with him. Chelsea were they have, were reported to have made a bid for him uh, in the summer, and they and they still have been till recently considered favourites, but they've now signed Nkunku. So, will they still be interested? I mean, how do you how do you think uh, Rafael Leal's situation will play out? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you know he's he's such a talented individual that I imagine all these big clubs are going to have um, a lot of proposals on the table for him, um, and he'll eventually find somewhere. Uh, and Konku going to Chelsea might put a spanner in the works. Um, you're right in terms of him going there. Um, I think, you know, sort of a club like PSG, I think he's another Mendes client as well. So you've got that as well. Um, I wonder if there's anything in Atletico there, if while Felix goes. But Real Madrid are another one, really. But um, I feel like probably something like PSG. I think Chelsea have got their man now, so it might be a bit tricky for them to get them. But also, you know, Man United, you know, they do need that... Um, I mean, Ten Hag talked recently about signing more world-class players and stuff. And I know he likes to bring in players who are young and who can develop and be sort of moulded under him. So, you know, Man United would be quite feasible for him as well, I feel. Mm. OK. Um, Napoli, the, the two stars of the season, Kvaratskhelia and Kim Min-Jae, you know, both have been heavily linked to the Premier League. 
Kim especially has been very, very heavily linked to Man United. Do you think there's anything concrete here with, well, with either of these players? Um, I think the, didn't he sign a new contract? Or there's rumours that Gazetta reported that he signs a new contract, the winger, um, with Napoli. Current scaling, yeah. yeah. There has been talk about that, uh, although I don't think it's been officially uh, announced yet, no. Yeah, um, he seems a tremendous talent, and, you know, Napoli are absolutely flying right now, and it'd be a tremendous shame if anything happens, like, sort of January time to sort of rupture that, because I do like to see um, clubs like Napoli do extremely well and keep hold of their players. Um, but in terms of them two players going forward, yeah, you know, it's unfortunately in the climate of football nowadays, it's kind of, you've just got this one big league which kind of sucks all the stars out of all the other leagues and stuff. So, yeah, I'd imagine one of them, I mean, the, the centre-back there could be work at Man United. Um, but I'm not entirely sure, uh, really. Um, I don't have anything concrete on that. But I know Kim's been sort of uh, linked to a lot of Premier League clubs, which you can kind of presume it's his agent flying it around or, or something like that. Um but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But as I say, I hope it's not January. I hope I can, we, you know, Napoli can win the title. And then in the summer, I don't know, they stay, hopefully. Because <laughs> uh, I don't like... Premier League dominance kind of just irks me a little bit. I don't know why, but it just does. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, same for us. Um, <laughs> Victor Ossiman, another Napoli player. Um, you know, no, known quite publicly to, to love the Premier League. And a lot of Premier League clubs, as you've said already, need a new striker in 2023. Can you see any of them coming in for Rossi men in 2023? Yeah, again, you know, it's another sort of world-class striker. Um, Maynard comes immediately to mind. Um, I think you've said they like, you know, he wants to see out and win the League of Napoli first. But he's been linked to a move away for at least two years. I think the, the club he was linked to most last summer was Arsenal, but they end up going for Jesus. Um, I think Napoli wanted above 100 million euros for him at the time. Um, so, yeah, like a club like, again, you know, Man United um, or, or um, Chelsea or something like that, perhaps. Um, I don't know if Arsenal will re- revisit it. I think they'll probably wait for Jesus to come back and just um, pay for someone a little less expensive, I reckon. Yeah, and also it saves you headache from dealing with Aurelio De Laurentiis, which is, I mean, if we're talking about pain in the butt Italian football presidents, he's like the last level boss. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't mess about. If he says he wants a hundred million, he will get a hundred million. He doesn't mess about, um, as many have found out with his players when they want to buy them. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Tammy Abram. Um, he's had a he had a fir- he had a really good first season at Roma, but so far the second season has been. It's been it's been dreadful, and he looks a bit unhappy as well. And there's been talk that he will leave Roma uh, in 2023, and maybe even in January, and return to England. Do you know anything about this, um, Tammy Abraham? It's, it's been wonderful seeing the influx of English talent thrive in Syria. It really has been, but it's unfortunate, obviously, that this season has just been a bit stop start with him. Um, I think Chelsea were mad to sell him, to be honest. But um, if he's, you know, there's rumours of him leaving, perhaps Roma. Then, you know, I don't know if Chelsea would be interested, or even like maybe a mid-table club like in England going to get him. I know he's a hugely talented individual, but I just wonder. He's just sort of flown under the radar, really, in terms of being, of the links and stuff. You don't really hear much about Tammy Abraham in terms of possibly moving to this club, um, all that club kind of thing. So. Um, Nothing at the moment, but, you know, it's only one to keep an eye on. I hope he stays with Roma personally, but, um, yeah. And again, you know, I just keep saying Man United all the time, but, you know, <laughs> Man United are, are a striker. And, you know, I think there was an interest there in Ivan Tony, 
And arguably, are they kind of a relatively similar sort of model, I suppose, of player, quite tall, quite strong. Um, so that's, that's, you know, now with Tony and the issues he's got, mm. alleged uh, issues with um, gambling and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, that could be a feasible replacement, perhaps. Mm. Um, a, a few Atalanta players have been linked with uh, moves away. Malinovsky, Ruslan Malinovsky to Spurs, Jeremy Bogart to Leicester. Scalvini, the central defender to Man City. Have you got anything on them? No, I, unfortunately I don't. But I mean, Malinowski, I, I just feel he's just one of the most underappreciated um, attackers mm. in Europe for the past sort of three years now. I think he's just absolutely amazing. And it's a shame. I know he's uh, must be approaching sort of 29 years old. Uh, yeah, about 29 now or something like that. And I just felt like he could have done wonderful things. I know he's done wonderful things with Atalanta, obviously, but I'd love to see him in the Premier League for selfish reasons. Um, and, you know, a club like Spurs would be tremendous, I feel, yeah. Yeah, and moving on, um, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, he's, well, possibly will uh, belatedly be sold by Lazio in uh, in 2023. Uh, His contract runs out in 2024. Every single summer he gets linked to a big move away and then every single summer he ends up staying. Um, Do you think this could be the summer, 2023, that he, he, he finally leaves Lazio and could he move to, I mean, where do you where do you think he could potentially move to? There were rumblings that he'd go he'd go to Man United. Um, just when Ten Hag joined, so it was about May time that he was going to go there, and there was a, a price of like seventy million euros, I think. But it never really materialised into anything. And you're right, he has been linked to a move away for so long. Um, I don't know. Is he sort of like a number eight, isn't he? He's got he's quite a versatile player. Is he sort of box to box? And I know May United are after sort of like a, a marquee central midfielder to bring in 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 the summer, but. I think that's going to be probably more likely to be like Declan Rice or someone like that. I know Frankie Dion's been, you know, well liked by Ten Hag. It's pretty football's worst kept secret, really. That um, so, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I suppose you know, it's, it's been linked for some time um, away from Lazio, so you know, it has to come eventually. And finally, um, Marco Anatovic, very very close to joining Manchester United in the summer. You know what? What is the what is the truth on on why he the the, the move fell through to Man United? Was it down to fan pressure, as has been reported? Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you know you can go and talk to a football club and they can tell you a certain thing, but it doesn't necessarily make it the truth. Like you have to report it. It's like, oh yeah, that you know we looked at the fan reaction and uh, he we we turned him down because of that. But also, you know, the players saying no, actually. I turned it down for this reason. So it's hard to gauge, isn't it? Because even if you have sources close to a club or a player, they'll have their own agenda and stuff. Mm. So it's one of life's great mysteries, I think. I think we'll never know. A bit like the (laughs) monster or something like that. Um, his career sure is a bit like that, isn't it? Generally, like his career is a bit like an, an enigma, just like a mystery, like the Loch Ness monster. Like it's, it's for sure, he's been doing quite well this season. Is that right? I know he was oh, top yeah, scorer. Yeah. Um, well, that was about a month ago when I checked, yeah. or two months ago. But yeah, he's been doing quite well. So Man United maybe have missed a trick, really, because he wouldn't have done bad, especially with Ronaldo going. Mm, absolutely. Right. Just before we let you go. Um, Let's do. We do this with all the guests we have the first time. We'll, we'll ask. Uh, we'll have this rapid fire game. I'll give you a few options. You you just let me know which one of the ones you prefer. You don't have to give an explanation if you don't want to, but you can if you want as well. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it like? 
present kind of thing. Well, it can be anything. I'll I'll do it now. So the first one, very simple. Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi? Oh, Messi. Maradona or Pele? Uh, Maradona. Roberto Baggio, Francesco Totti or Alex Del Piero? Del Piero. Uh, Franco Baresi or Paolo Maldini? Maldini. Who's your all-time favorite Serie A player? In my head, I've got Del Piero hmm? in my head, but I feel there's another one. But Del Piero, because he used to, he's sort of like a second auxiliary striker and he used to sort of do this trademark goal where he get it sort of curly into the top corner and he yeah. used to love that. So yeah. aesthetically pleasing. Very. And his free kicks were wonderful. Yeah. There my- could be another option there, but I think <laughs> Del Piero is the one that comes to my head, yeah. I mean, he was a, he, everything he did was aesthetically pleasing. Del Piero was just such an elegant player. Um, Apart from his suit. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, yes. He got ripped about that. Yeah. His clothes were wonderful, but his uh, garments are a little bit lacking. <laughs> he usually dresses really well. Yeah, so he I does. don't know, why, I I don't know what happened there. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Maybe Fire he was gifted stylist. it. Fire yeah, stylist. maybe he was gifted yeah. it or something. Or he didn't, or he, or he got lost. You know, he, he didn't, he yeah. left his suit at home or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's again, who's, who's an, an MS one along with England team, maybe. Who's, who's, <laughs> who's your favourite Serie, uh, Serie A club? Atalanta. Mm, interesting. Oh, can I, can I, Atalanta of the past four years. Okay. But before that, it's been Inter Milan. Oh. I used to love Inter Milan. Oh, yeah, I'm not just saying that to the PG. Honestly, I used to love Inter Ronaldo there, yeah. um, Cambiasso. I know they didn't play at the same time, but yeah, a big Inter Milan. Right, and and who do you think will win the Serie A this season? Um, I'm going for the easy one. I'd say Napoli's going to win it simply yeah. because they're top. Yeah. And finally, the most important question we've asked you today: pineapple on pizza, food heaven or food hell? Oh well, I don't. It's kind of like okay, it's fine. <laughs> I know. Is it bad to say it's nice? Right, that's, that's the wrong answer. But I'm not either way. It's just like very. Yeah, I'd have some, but I wouldn't be my first choice. No. I'd probably have a barbecue-based Domino's. How do you taste like that? <laughs> that's sacrilege on this podcast, isn't it? You just made this. You're just digging deeper, aren't you? Yeah, um, really. you're not. You're not the only one. To be fair, yeah. there's been a lot. A lot of. I got to be surprised when Joe Caltaghi said he liked pineapple on pizza. That surprised me the most. Yes, and me. Yeah, <laughs> I did not see that coming. No. Right. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Jack. And if people want to follow you on Twitter, what's your handle? And also, if you've got something else to plug that's coming out, then the floor is yours. Yes, you'll just Twitter it at then J-A-C underscore Tolbot, T-A-L-B-O-T. Be wonderful uh, if you could drop us a follow. And if you've got anything else coming out, um, uh, any, 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 you know, if you've got any, any stories or anything else that you, you say, like, watch out for or want to plug, then, then feel free. Unfortunately, no, I wish I, I should have come a bit more prepared, to be honest, but no, I don't. But um, if you go on my Twitter, you know, you'll see it in live. You'll see it in real time oh, when the stories come out. So that's brilliant. the best way. Right. That's all we have time for uh, this week. We will be back in January. We will take a little bit, bit of a break over Christmas. Um, a much-deserved break, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> we will be back uh, when the Serie A kicks off, and we will be focusing on the transfer market full, full on. Until then, take care of each other. Uh, and yourselves, Bon Natale, Bon Anno, and until next time, ciao ciao.